Hi to everybody and their neighbors. Hi. He's Jeff. Hi, I'm Reggie. Hey. No, wait a minute. Yeah, see? It's just every time. I know. Anyway, listening to Gear and Gigs, this is our first podcast, so welcome to it. Uh, we're excited. No, I'm too, yeah. Sure. I'm excited. This is great. It's awesome. I wish you were put your clothes back on. I, I'm more comfortable. I mean, it's gone too there's, far. there's no cameras, so I thought, what the hell? <laughs> this is the moment <laughs> you've been waiting for. YouTube. What? Huh? Damn censorship. So, okay. <laughs> Conveniently edited, right? <laughs> that was awesome. <clears throat> Never has silence been quite so crushing. Oh man, I need a cough button. I'm gonna cough. Hang on, editors. <laughs> there we go. I feel much better. Yeah, I feel better for you feeling better. Trust me on that. We need a janitor now, though. Okay. So, um, why are you staring off into space? I, I, I keep. <laughs> for those of you at home, uh, he's just staring off into space uh, like a. I thought uh, I saw a butterfly like over a there. Commercial from a Motel Eight or something. Something I don't know. It's very colorful. So today we're going to talk about uh, what interests us. What interests us? Oh, I'm sorry. Was that a question? Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be. Uh, no, today we're going to talk about pedals, right? Okay. Okay. Effects pedals. Effects pedals. We right. like those. And um, there's an awful lot that can be said. So we're going to break it down into several different podcasts. Talk about the different kinds of pedals that there are. Um, so the first one I'd like to talk about, if it's okay with you would be um, the one you want to talk about. Well, I was thinking of like just kind of briefly expanding the whole, you know, galaxy of effects types. But, uh, you know, what I like right now are the more weird, esoteric kind of out there digital things that you can do to your guitar signal nowadays. Like your shimmers and your... Uh, the weird, I mean, like, some of the crazy, like, Earthquaker reverb pedals that have the infinite decay and weird, oh, yeah, okay, shimmery, okay. weird, cavernous craziness. And, uh, you know, and then sticking with Earthquaker, I like their pedals. Um, the Rainbow Machine. Right, one of your favorites. I love the Rainbow Machine. Hardly use it because it's so freaking, you know, rainbowy. but... Uh, so today's podcast apparently is going to be about the stranger. The stranger, uh, yeah, the I mean, uh, the stranger stuff is kind of, you know, because when you think about it, like, okay, so overdrives and distortions and fuzz pedals and things like that, everybody has their, I mean, it's pretty cut and dry. And once you get into the weirder stuff, well, it, it's not just a thing. It's a whole bunch of different things that, you know, manipulate your signal and do all kinds of crazy. Uh, red panda particle would be another one. It's a, it's, at its core, it's like a particle or granular synth or something, and but it's a delay, but it's also has an LFO, it has an envelope mode, it has all these different... So you like a complex pedal that has abilities beyond regular music making or enhancing like... Right, kind of more... Is it because you're bored with the regular stuff? You've done the choruses and delays and wah pedals and... Oh, I still love the chorus and delays and all that other okay. stuff. I'll, I still love all that stuff, especially in combination with some of these more esoteric sounds. You find that when you use these kind of sounds, that you almost have to write the part around the sound. Oh, the 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 sound usually writes the part. Right. Yeah. So if you're doing mm -hmm. a chorus on a song, that doesn't. Right. You play what you want. It's what you like, were play. Exactly. And yeah, some of these pedals, you actually, the sound inspires or ends up. The thing I found in the studio is that a lot of the pedals that 
in isolation. I play them. I like them. I'm at the store. They sound great. I read a review or see it on YouTube, the demos with the guy playing, and it sounds great. And I get it in the studio, and it's awesome to play with by myself. And then as soon as I try to incorporate it into a song, that's where it gets difficult because it takes up a lot of space or it takes up a lot yeah. of real estate. Yeah. They hang on a long time and then they're hard to edit. And they're also in some cases so distinctive that it's, it's not like some subtle little delay you have on that nobody even really notices until you take it away. Right. And it's just doing, it's making your sound fuller and it's one of those deals. Right. And it doesn't interfere with anything, but some of these wacky pedals are so distinctive and they make such a sound that even with a thousand tweaks, it still kind of has a signature to it. And uh, that can, I guess, worst case scenario would be just that. It would be something fun to play with while you're just at home goofing around. And if it were incorporated into a song, that one pedal would more likely than not only be on that one song. And it wouldn't be an effect that you'd be using like on every track or even. Right. So then you end up writing. Uh a song around this two effects and a song around these effects. And then the next thing you got, you got to take on a pedal board that's got 42 effects. Right. Each of which you're used one time. <laughs> right. Well, that's why... So then you, you get know, a multi-effect device to do them all. Most of the, most of what I'm talking about, crazy stuff, Rainbow Machine and, and things like that. And some Alexander makes a phaser pedal that is... It's a phaser, but it's also... It's got a loco mode that just... It's it, it, yeah, it's, it kind of is, actually. I thought it was going to be more train-like. But, right. You know, <sighs> Anyway, um, buyer beware. Uh, so, but where was I going with that? Um, oh, yeah, the board at home is multiple boards. So the wackiest stuff is all on one big board together. And if I was ever going to take a rig out, that board would never leave the house. So it's basically just there for my home amusement. And then there's two smaller boards so that I'd, I could either take one primary small board or um, back it up with a second board with a little bit more, like, in, in fact, second board would have the uh, Electroharmonic Super Ego Plus, another one of those wacko effects that, although that one you could actually use here and there, uh, anytime you're looking for that sort of hard to describe, but anybody that's familiar with the, um, what was the first one called? Just the Freeze, Electroharmonics Freeze, and then they got to the Super Ego because you got a little bit more, and the Super Ego Plus just well, it's really... It's much better like, the effects. Oh, yeah, yeah having the, because it's they have an effect loop, and I always... My problem was twofold with that pedal originally, the original Super Ego, was um, you have a pedal board and you have these pedals. So anything that you decide to put in the loop is now not on your pedal board anymore because it's only right. in this pedal, right? So instead of putting, which ultimately what you'd want to do is have a whole board of effects that you could just put in the loop there and then those are just dedicated. Well, who's going to do that? Right, so now you right. have an effects pedal right. board for your loop for of one effects one, pedal. Exactly, which is ridiculous. So it, you end up just going, well, I've got two chorus pedals, so I'll put a chorus pedal in there. And that's fine because right. then, you know, it, it really does. Any effect enhances yeah, the, the Super Ego's effect anyway, that little It's a little shimmery. cheesy. It needs a little something to make it, it, it sound needs a little, legit. Exactly. And then with no, the... No with offense, the, Mr. Man. And with the Plus version, you have, what is it, 9 or 11 different effects right including a really good leslie that sounds like a oh, great leslie yeah i mean all those effects i don't love them all but i like all of them but i love a bunch of them uh the pitch shifter is great because it's an octave either way and so naturally that pedal i always put an expression pedal on pedals that can take an expression pedal because they see now that's a whole they don't put thing. it there for that's nothing a, that's a whole other debate is the is the expression pedal debate because once again 
I guess what we're coming down to is capabilities versus not really convenience so much as just real world. What are you actually going to do? Because musicians are inherently lazy. So you know, when it comes down to brass tacks, what are you actually going to use in a situation professionally, either like, you know, you're going to play live or you're going to record on an album or, you know, what, Super Ego is great. But you either got to make it part of your signature sound or you've got to really have a couple of songs, right? At least two songs, three songs worth of views to make it feel like it deserves a place on your board to actually go out into the world with, right? So that means you got to write the songs. They have to be accepted by a band. I mean, there's a lot of process to get that, yeah, yeah. to justify that awesome no, pedal. absolutely. Unless you just go, well, I just bought it for home and I'm going to play with it at home or I'll, I'll record with it. And then when the time comes, I'll figure out a different or future way to do that that I don't know right now. Right. Well, honestly, when I began building care. my monstrosity of a board, which, by the way, as far as the expression pedals, I have a board of only expression pedals. So it's just a board <laughs> and of expression pedals. And one of my pedals. expression pedals has got a loop, so then I get a board of just right. expression pedal <laughs> effects in that. Uh, no, they're fun. They're great fun. I had a friend who had a case. that He ordered a guitar case that was so beautiful. He had a gig bag for his guitar, but he wanted a beautiful case to go around the gig bag, so he ordered... A, a star case which is like an anvil case right flight mm -hmm. case ATA beautiful and white and it was gorgeous and had all the handles and everything you know done up in leather and he spent a fortune for this thing and especially back then when these things cost even more he put the guitar in it in its, in its beautiful case he covered that with like a piece of felt he closes the case his beautiful case we're getting ready to load it up into the truck and he's like wow I don't want to get this case scratched up I wonder if I should get a bag for the case. And we're looking at him like, are you serious? And then what are you going to get a case for the bag? Right. I mean, at some point, you're we have to show up six elephant. hours yeah. early for the gig so he can unpack his guitar. That's funny. You know? So, yeah. So, Mr. Effects Loop, pedal boards, effects loop, pedal boards, fractal infinity thing over here. That's I mean, hysterical. where does it stop? How many, how many, effect, how many, Expression pedals do you have on the one? There's only four. <laughs> but, uh, no, because it's just a, it's like a single, right. like it's a pedal train right. now, mini let's or point whatever. Out to the, so. Let's point out to the fine listeners that this is not a guitar pedal. Okay, all right. The, um, let's come on it, now, let's pass up. Right, it, it's for bass. And, well, okay, so it, I'll tell you a short little, uh, I'm, pardon, I'm just going to say excuse, it's not an excuse, but a, a short little story right. to kind of explain how it became what it is. Um, Which is uh, how big? 10, 12, it's four boards. <laughs> but, but to be fair, two of them are small. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, okay, so, so. And only one of them is ginormous. So it's, and that, the ginormous board is all the crazy. Is it ginormous or ginormous? I, it, and on, I don't know, on YouTube, it, 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 I'm not sure how they say it. Okay. The kids might have a different word by now. The kids. Yeah. Hey, thanks, man. Yes, we do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So, no, I mean, the kids like the nine-year-olds. Oh, like, nine-year-olds. Right. Right. So, so, you're talking about your 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 ginormous. Ginormous, yeah. No. The, the idea was that 10, 12 years ago, even though I've been a bass player forever, I got into synthesizers and way into synthesizers, way in over my head for a while, but then eventually figured it all out and really started getting on with it and, and the programming of the synths. And then it began as a quest, because I was a bass player better than I was a keyboard player, to somehow turn an effects rig into a modular synthesizer for the bass. So that was the beginning. And, and naturally started out with all the synth-specific pedals, which would 
fit into this category. We're talking about crazy pedals. Any kind of synth pedal would be a crazy pedal. But um, ended up being disappointed with the sound or the latency or whatever else with the with the synthesizer pedal versus the fact that I got three synthesizers right next to me that I could, <laughs> you know, get a better sound right. much easier. Um, so the game was on. I was like already going crazy with pedals. Well, it's fun to make a bass guitar sound bigger and fatter. All kinds and, of, yeah, yeah, all kinds of sure. crazy stuff. So all the synth pedals, which I tried virtually all of them, there's a, there's a few older ones like the Deep Impact, I think Akai made. I never had one of those. Uh, but all the ma- all the ones that most people Wasn't would be familiar with. Competing pedal, the Armageddon. The Armageddon. Yeah. No, they made a they made a, another pedal called the Meatball, which was kind of an envelope filter follower kind of business. But uh, holy moly, those pedals are they're awesome. But again, it's like you might have a, a a bit of control, but it still has that sound. Like you know, it's like when you're playing a Moog synth. You can change patches, but it still sounds like a Moog synth. Right. Right. It could be completely different waves. Everything could be completely different, but it still has that. And those pedals were like that. So you might have um, 11 different patches that you could store on it, and they're all different from each other, but yet they all still have that same pedal flavor. And so that's why I kind of decided instead to go more modular, like take a multitude of these weird pedals, digital and analog, and kind of combine and mix them in weird ways, especially if they have like some Pictronics pedals where they have control voltage where you can literally use, you know, control voltage from a, from a synthesizer and run it into the, uh, I guess in, the, in one case it would be the Pictronics uh, envelope phaser. Yeah, the second version. I've had both of those freaking pedal rocks. But uh, also their delays, their early delays, they got CVM on some of those and, of course, expression control and all that kind of business. Yeah, it just kind of turned into that. It turned into a project to try to not sound like all these different sounds were coming from the same pedal because they were coming from combinations of lots of different pedals. And, you know, once you get up over 20, 30 pedals, there's a lot of combinations. So that that was the basic idea how it turned into what it is now. But to be fair, if we were packing up to go play a gig tonight, only the little PT Junior with, I think, six or seven pedals on it would be all that I would take. So how many of the pedals are geared towards making it a synth, essentially? Uh, the biggest board, and it's a, a three-layer. Um, that board must have 12, 15 pedals on it. So how would you categorize the, the capabilities you have there versus, say, a little fatty? Uh, complete, completely different. But um, like on a, a Moog Little Fatty, um, it would blow the pedals away for getting those Moogy, especially the basses and all that kind of stuff. The sounds that it can produce are just... You know, well, I guess what I'm going after is, is, do you have the equivalent with your bass of, with with what's on your board of of essentially like an SH101 or a little fatty, essentially a synthesizer? No, no, no. It, it is it, it's almost completely different because the bass always still sounds like a bass guitar. It still always sounds like it's being strings. Uh, although there are some envelope and and attack and swell pedals that I like to play around with that kind of can be tricky there. Yeah, and you could use, I don't, but I, because I, I, I like the automatic. Right, right. But, uh, which is funny, because I don't mind stepping on two or three different expression pedals at right, once, you gotta right? Right, you got to a volume pedal. No! Right, no, those are right out. I'm, I'm not having any of that volume control crap on my board. <laughs> I'm too busy swelling some right. esoteric filter that you'll never notice. Hang on a minute. While Listen. I'm speeding an LFO up with the other. 
And then I'll never remember how I did it if you want me to repeat this, so quick, record it. Which is the great reason to just use it to, you know, entertain. Because in my defense, and in all bass players' awesome defense. And then it gets, goes off into the ether. Right. Playing guitar by yourself, not as much fun as playing with a band, but doesn't suck. Yeah. Playing bass with yourself versus playing with a band. Oh, big difference. Big, big difference. It's... It, I mean, I can do it for a little while, 30, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and then I get bored. It's like drumming. And, uh, but then, you you know, if I play for 30, 45 minutes and then kick on the rainbow machine, well, now I'm, I, I, right. right now I've just gone somewhere completely different. I'm playing something I never would have imagined playing. But it's not like a bass synthesizer, which would feel like you were playing remotely. This feels like you're playing it. Right, it's still right. still you, even though it, you're manipulating it. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of them, it's just a bunch of trails and a bunch of... Uh, uh, what would you call? It? I mean, it's not like delay trails. It's like actual a second sound, like the um, Super Ego, for instance. It has that kind of harmony sound that you can kind of layer on top of what you're playing through it, right. and uh, which itself is distinctive. But if you're using all the different um, effects available, it just it really makes it interesting. I don't think a lot of people consider the combinations of effects in super creative ways because they're busy trying to make them usable so you know a guy gets his his distortion and he gets his chorus and he gets his delay and now he's got a good basic sound to go out and play maybe even a reverb pedal if you mm -hmm. typically need it but say you did and now you want to do something wacky and wild well if you don't have programmability in the pedals now you need an, another pedal for wacky and wild but you also have to figure out a way to are you adding wacky and wild are you pulling out these things in which case how do you switch you know, so then they get a pedal switcher. So then I can see where that would lead to, oh, I need a multi-effect device. Or I need right. Pedal board well, that's the thing. It's like it, once the door is open, and it, and it depends on your personality, too. Some people, like I can say I can say this of you, and you probably could say it of me, but uh, kind of once you get your teeth into something, then there's really no stopping until the next thing. Yeah. Right? So you're going to, like, when I was on my pedal expedition, which took two and a half years, I think, of... My God, I've hundreds of pedals over that time. Just, pedal, dish, just this one, that one, you know. And of course, key, even talk, what you're talking about, like a real simple gig board, you still need it to be able to run on one power source because you don't know what you're going to have in some bar, right? You, you got one outlet for your amp and your, you know, so have a freaking six outlet strip with you. And, uh, but you want as little bit of that as you can. You don't want a bunch of wall warts. So, you know, if you want to run everything off of one power source, then you got to worry about putting those pedals together so they work together. Which would be great if every manufacturer agreed, we're all doing 9 volt, we're all doing 500 milliamp or whatever, and all our power supplies are going to all be able to handle that. Right, as and, opposed it's, to, and it's always center negative. Right, and, oh, exactly, exactly where I'm going. So why does it, it just drives me crazy when I see positive. There are, you know, it's, I, I don't exactly understand that, even though I understand electronics. It's, uh, I'm sure there's reasons, but it's annoying as hell. It, it's and weird. It feels like they could invert it. Some of those, like in cases, of, you know, those big giant box electroharmonics pedals, like the black zipper and the yeah, or the, or like the hot my, tubes my or English or muffin whatever. or whatever, and it's and it has the two 12x7 vacuum tubes. Oh, in those it with big the, things. Yeah, 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 those big giant things. Well, those have first of all, they have weird ass plugs that look more like some kind of European, you know, wall electricity. And they usually run off AC power, and it's some kind Wait, of you weird... you said wall electricity, like we have something different here. Well, we do. We... floor <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, there's that too, right? Um, yeah, them, them dang no, Europeans with that wall electricity. Them, them, weird, them weird blades they got on them plugs. Right, <laughs> right. 
weird. They're well, weird. They drive on the wrong side of the road, and their money is funny. And, some of them know. do. Some of them drive on the right side, but exactly. It seems like, like that's another thing we could all get together. On. Well, anyway, okay. that's another well, conversation. We can't even that's get set positive. And that's the straight. philosophy series, right? We're going to start that next. Philosophy and politics. That's a, philosophy, that's politics, and, and musical effects pedals. Yeah. Uh, which actually, if you think about it, they're all related. They're, it's everything's the same. Yep. It's all. It's just like anything just else. Like mm-hmm. um, what else would I mean? What do we? There are lots more crazy pedals that we haven't even brought up. I, I mean, I've got crazy pedals on my board. I haven't even. What's that electroharmonics one that I've got? That's the phaser or what is that thing? The one that's it's a psychophaser that sounds like a flanger. Faux flanger. Oh, the flanger hoax. Thank you. I knew it was yes, flanger. Like that. That's a big ass pedal that with a, a weird ass, power a supply. Large, yeah, very large pedal. See, that was I had a few of those oddballs, yeah. and and loved them. I love how yeah. they sound. Love everything about them, but it's except like, for how big they oh are, God, and except for how volume. not well they played with other pedals. It also it sucks volume. It sucks a lot of volume. So I actually had to get an EP booster. EP. Yeah. Yeah. EP booster after it. So. And I have it in a loop, so when I kick it on, but they both go on. Counteracts the volume. Yeah, my my two, other than the expression pedal board, the other two boards are running through a Laylee switcher. So, and it has a built-in buffer that you can kick on with the. I, just, I love that pedal. I, I I swear by that pedal. Yeah, I've had swear a few, by your Laylee. I, I swear by my Laylee. I do. <laughs> that that sounds, freaking D switcher wrong, is but... uh, or double whatever it is. Double yellow, D, it's, it's yellow. Oh, double D lately. Yes, oh, the, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, you're gonna go. You want to go all the way? <laughs> stereo, right? They're always stereo. Yeah. Oh, usually. Yeah. Oh, no, those pedals. Yeah, they yeah. are. Lately's good. Hard to say. Great to use. Yeah. 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 My first one of theirs was the just a single loop, and I, it was like a board. I thought at the, the, back in these days, and this is going back a few years. I just thought, well, if I have one massive board, then I can just put everything here. And then you still end up with things that you don't want in the chain. So the little single loop was great because then I had like a little, I think at the time I was doing MXR and they were all bass pedals all geared to play synth. So it was like the uh, octave down, the fuzz, and the envelope filter. Oh, okay. Okay, and I think in that order too, it was octave, octave, fuzz, filter, yep. Uh, and so all three of those were on set, and then they were on their own little switcher. So it was just like, instead of turning three pedals on, I was just turning my synth pedal on. And to be tr- honest with this, um, the actual synth pedals, even though they had more variety and whatnot, I preferred that one sound made by those three pedals. Because it was usable. Yeah, way usable. It sounded real. You know, that's the thing. When we talk about all these pedals and stuff, and... When you go out live and you start, if you start to have an actual schedule where you start to actually have show after show and and you're just thinking about, I don't want problems. I want to get through the show without problems so I can think about the performance, you know? And I think we all go through the cycle of packing it all on and then stripping it down to nothing and slowly building it back up because we need everything. And then all of a sudden we go, right. what have we done? And we, it's like your hair, you grow it long, then you cut it short, then you grow it long, then you cut it. What is it about the human condition that makes us do that? And what is it about musicians in particular that makes us want to gather gear so much and then reevaluate everything. <laughs> you know? And some, so some new gear comes along that's revolutionary. I'm doing air quotes here. Revolutionary. A lot of us are willing to, once again, completely reevaluate in the joy of, oh, good, I get to start all over. Well, I mean, but it is because it's always, you're constantly acquiring, right? Yeah, why? Acquiring all the time. 
And I think where the where the science in it comes in is at some point, no matter who you are, no matter where you are wealth wise, you run out of room. Yeah. And and then at that point, when you're when room is gone, then what, what have I done? I now I and I can't get any more because I got no place to put it. So so you're sort of forced to reevaluate and go. Well, you know, uh, I really thought this was the shiznit, but I'm not really into Tom Anderson guitars. And, boot, and not to pick on yeah, that. Yeah, not to pick on that. He just happened just, to see I one in the, in to look the studio, at one the actually. So there's one over there, yeah. Like, we're, we're but, fine. But, you know, as, just, as an example, it could be any brand or any particular guitar. And all of a sudden, it just falls out of favor with you because, not because you don't really like it like you used to, but more that you're, you're willing to roll the dice that this thing that you don't have is going to be even better. Because you already have the memory of this one right. anyway, mm -hmm. and if you really wanted it back more than the one you get, then you can you could always undo right, it right somehow. undo it somehow, yeah. It, yeah, either immediately or ten years later. Well, that's the thing about the the used instrument uh, industry, and not just instruments, effects pedals, and everything else. In in the music industry, it's different than other industries. You know, you're not seeing people going around buying a lot of used sneakers, used right. makeup, or <laughs> yeah. you know, for good the, reason. The secondhand lipstick market right. is very small. So, but you know. Or even you know belt buckles or watches or even things that are worth money like watches or whatever. This you know there's yes I'm sure there's a secondhand market for watches. I'm sure it's tremendous, but it's not as regularly available to the everyman and as in, as much in the minds of every single musician. You know the way it is with with us because we always are looking at everybody else's gear and going, should I get that? <laughs> you know. Yeah, in most cases the answer is no. No, you shouldn't. But in many cases the answer is. Hmm, maybe. And as soon as you're to maybe, then you're... You know what it's like? When we were talking about this a little earlier, the fried pies, right? There's the the old fried pies. Where yeah, you guys bubbly the fried pies. Okay, so to just quickly catch you up on it, we're you know, McDonald's nowadays, if you get a pie, it's a baked pie. And it's it's got apple it's stuff in it. It's, it's fine pie. It's fine. But it's not a fried pie. It doesn't have the bubbly, crispy outside. It just... And there's something about that. And I'm sure the reason that most places don't carry the fried pies anymore is for health reasons. Yes, I'm sure. And so the the to relate it back to the music thing, there's Stupid there's health. there's eating healthy, and then there's just I want a damn fried pie, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I think that's kind of the same thing. Wait, how does that relate to the music thing? Well, they, because I'm you sorry, just you got me thinking you know, about fried pies, man. <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of thinking about a cherry one right now. It'd be it's pretty the cherry. The apple was yeah. fine, but the cherry, man. The oh, it's pie feeling, baby. And, you know, you'd open it up and and you'd be smelling it, holding that box, that odd shaped box, and it would say right on the end of the box, caution. Content, yeah. Caution. <laughs> this Contents inside are extremely hot. Not just like they're warm. They're extremely hot. Caution. Caution. The first word. Caution. And what do you do every damn Well, you time? bite it. You, you bite, bite into it that sucker. And then you like put a napkin over your face while you breathe and try to like, put so the fire out. Right? And the roof of your mouth <laughs> is now shredded like you drug it over cement. Which is difficult to do if you've ever tried to do that. <laughs> I'm serious. No, because one, there's, there was this time. Nah, never mind. But... Uh, <gasps> But then what do you do? You take the second bite. Oh, well, you have to. And then you look because down. Because it's delicious. And then you look down, and all the filling has now, because you've opened up the vacuum seal of biting off the end, has now dropped to the bottom, and you've got like three inches of just shell. 
<laughs> well, it's got a little bit of goo. A little, little, bit, goo. A little bit of a flavory yeah, goo. Yeah, but you just work your way down to that you bottom bar, and down. then it's like, wow, oh, this last oh, bite's yeah. going to be good. But then good. they're so hot again, because you're like, oh, I'm on the shell. It's not so bad, right? And you get to that last little bit, and you think, oh, this is That's because them cherries, like, I think they got them up to 240 oh, degrees or something. Oh, my God. Those fryers are hot. But, but you know what? I would, I would just love to bring well, like I said, they, my mouth on one of those there, right there now. are some little one-off burger places that still have fried pies, but uh, you're not going to find them in any of the big chains because they just... And, and you know what What would be sad? I, I blamed it on health, like, oh, this, it's healthier. No baked. Health. But you know what it probably is, though? It's, Women? It is, no, it is the fact <laughs> that they're easy. so freaking hot. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. You know? Well, and if it, that's true, then so, why is Starbucks around? I don't, Although yeah. they are kind of trying to shift everybody to these iced coffee things, which I, I still add on. I to me, I'm, coffee is a hot drink. I, I can't abide a coffee, but that's just me. I understand. People I mean, like I know it. this is not the philosophy show, but if it were, we would have to talk about the the very first the, the woman that won eleven million bucks for spilling a coffee. The, right, the right? hot it's coffee. Like, and and I, I just thought, my God, if ever there was a, a an example of how there is no justice, this is it. Can we retroactively sue like? Burger King, McDonald's for the for the bird and mouse that I suffered from the fried right? fries, or the or the blocked arteries from the French fries. Well, geez, let's not consider that necessarily a proven thing. Well, I mean, if we're gonna, you know, get eleven million bucks for spilling a coffee, I'm not yeah, saying right, so. You're just piling on at this point. Well, yeah. you know, I I probably have uh, bad salt memories from you know some French fries. Oh my god, if you had a cut on your tongue and you were eating right? salt, I, I know that's yeah. what I'm saying. I mean, I okay. think I'm, I I. I cut that to mm. this day i have the memory of the <laughs> <laughs> sorry oh man see now you're, now you're advertising <laughs> chip diamond uh, yeah give him a look on online if you want to have a laugh it's funny yeah um chip we love you he does i think you're funny but he <laughs> loves you i can't say that i love you i don't freaking know you i just you know see that's the, it's those kind of limitations on your life man. oh i know man and i got a lot of them that's just that's just the one that came out right now yeah there's a bunch we need to talk about that some other time though. but you don't have pedal limitations you'll try anything i else. will try anything with a pedal especially if it is something that is um unique and not just another like i've had probably in the last 10 years i've probably owned and i'm going to try to be conservative here and, and it's still going to sound ridiculous but 25 to 30 chorus pedals. Oh, my God. I thought you were just going to say pedal. No, 25 <laughs> to 30, which would be the most. That's why I started but with the chorus pedals. But you don't even pedals. like chorus particularly. I, but I do like it when it's good, and, and there was just... Some of it had to do with pedals working together, and some of it had to do with noise, and some of it had well, to do with the sound. 25 chorus pedals don't work together. That's true. I'll be honest. There are, I mean, Although and I, I went through, I just went through it. a lot of chorus pedals. And then even phaser pedals, which I like I phaser, like phaser pedals better than chorus pedals. I probably had close to 10 of those. Yeah, I've had probably, I've, yeah. I've easily had 10 phasers. Right, and, I, and, I, and have, I didn't hate any of them. I, I might have 10. You might have 10, you might actually have, yeah. certainly like if you were just talking about multi-modulation. No, pedals, not even but, multi ones, I mean, if you, yeah, if you count multi ones, but I mean, uh, phasers are awesome, I love them. Uh, you know, phaser, I think I first really became aware of it either with, um, uh, was it Earth, Wind and Fire or Robin Trower? Well, they're almost exactly the same. Right. Well, that, well, I mean, but I the remember when uh, use of phaser when, when Earth, Wind, and Fire opened up for Robin Trout, I was so surprised. But they used a lot of phaser, both of them, back in the way, way back, the 1900s. <laughs> most well, most people don't remember the 1900s, but we were driving. You know, we had our cattle, they our had oxen. Cars? No, no, oh, cattle. Oh. 
Cattle. I oxen. think it's a Cadillac. It's a cattle oxen. No, cattles and oxen and, <laughs> and horses. Isn't that where they came up with the name Cadillac? They went from cattle and yeah. oxen to Cadillac? Yes. Yep, that's what it was. Yeah. Boy, you know, I, at least we've stayed right on topic. Well, we have never strayed too terribly far away from it. Um, it's always been right there, kind of a step beyond. But sometimes you have to make those little sidesteps in order to include the the real deep questions in life, like uh, how many chorus pedals is too many chorus pedals? Well, if you're talking about on one board at one time, I'd say two. Two would be the limit. And I could see having two different chorus oh, yeah, pedals. I definitely see two. Um, but, uh, but like if you have four chorus pedals on your board, well, you might need rehab, is all I'm saying. You <laughs> might need to, and I don't know if they have a specific group for chorus pedal addicts. Ooh, but, I see an opening. But pedals in general. Right, we should do like a, 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 a pedal, pedal rehab. Pedal have, rehab support Pedal group. recovery group. Pedal recovery group. The PRG. Yep. Yeah, I like it. Okay, so if you'd like to join the PRG. We're right? going to get it started. In fact, we're, we'll get a my GoFundMe page. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Uh, joking. Comment uh, section, writing up as uh, we speak. Well, you know, that's what happens when you freeform this stuff, right? But wait, you're not on script? No. Oh. I've been off since before we started. Telling me. Um, so I guess I would say when it comes to wild pedals, you know, you can't have everything. And even if you had everything, you can't possibly use everything. And you can't get known for everything. And everybody essentially wants to get known for something. Right, right. yes. Jimi Hendrix had like three major pedals that he used. Four, I guess, if you count the wild that he used, and that was it, you know? And if he had used a million of them... Simpler times. Tired of it. Andy Summers got known for that chorus and the delay. You know, those mm -hmm. are the big ones. David Gilmore got known for the Univibe and the delay. Right, right? The, these, the, these the, the Benson, right? Right. So, yeah, the, uh, yeah, the, the latter one, yeah. So, I think you need to pick your thing and then kind of develop it and work with it because the more you work with it, the more you learn to get out of it. I think today's world, we kind of jump from thing to thing to thing. We don't stick with something long enough to learn to get out of it what you could. Well, I know an album that just came out very recently, uh, and you might have had something to do with this, but uh, the Tone Castle Road Trip, right? Oh, yeah, good. Um, that Great album, album. <laughs> it is an awesome album, uh, and shameless, Disclaimer, I know. Disclaimer, But um, there are many tracks on that album that, were, that highlight spe specific awesome guitars that the player no longer even owns. That's true. So I'm not sure exactly what your point is there. Well, I'm just saying that's how we that's how fast we go through gear. Oh, right. You right, right, <laughs> use right. the gear for a record, and then by the time you're even thinking about it, it's not even there. Yeah. So how do you recreate it? You right. Know, and then and else. see, and then that's that begs the bigger question: is how important is it to recreate it live exactly? Because most music fans and listeners hear the structure and melody of the song and miss all the nuance of tone and effect and unless it's something really prominent some kind of you know well here's my answer to that if you look at somebody like zz top billy gibbons is a known tone hound right and he's well respected in guitar circles he's respected in amplifier circles he's respected in effect circles in fact has his own effects and that kind of stuff he's uh he sold a lot of albums he's seminal in the video industry and getting all... I mean, you know what I mean? You can just say yep. on and on and on about how much he's done, right? Mm -hmm. And when he goes out live, number one, he's typically not using the effects he used in the studio. Correct. And certainly, almost without exception, not using the guitar or bass or drums that they used in the studio because they're clearly using show instruments 
that they figured out later would look cool for those songs or whatever, or they use them from tour to tour. But so I, I would never watch him playing on his Fuzzy Explorer, which isn't actually in the hall, the Dallas uh, Hard Rock, I think. Really? I think so. But if you were to play it, I would never think, oh, he didn't actually play Played Pearly Gates as Les Paul. Do I want to see him playing Pearly Gates out on stage? Yeah, but I'd be scared the whole time going, oh, God, put it away, put it away, put it away, bring out the fuzzy one that I don't care about. Yeah, I, no, that's the, I think that's the point. It's like it, the, the point is that there is no point in trying to recreate any of that, and it's more important to recreate the feel and the and the melody and the structure of whatever piece of music you're playing, whether it be a song or a, or a what, symphony. Unless the, t- the tone of the instrument is totally integral to the song. I mean, you don't want to see Eric Johnson going out and playing it on a Les Paul because the Strat is so much part of his tone, right? You don't want to see that. But if he did it and pulled it off, you'd be okay with it. I mean, Mark Knopfler's not out there with a the Strat anymore, right? He's been playing Sirs and Les Pauls, and lately he's been playing, what, Hollow Bodies? Yeah, sure, there, but there have been, like, tons of really um, influential um, guitar players throughout history that, I mean, even Jeff Beck, right? Jeff Beck, blow by blow, he's got the Les Paul on the album cover, right? right? And then... Next album, Wired, it's a white Strat. Yeah. And, and then he went to a Jackson. Right, but I mean, whether or not either of those instruments was even played on that album is irrelevant. Right? I mean, they're just album covers. It's depicted, it's right? It's true. It doesn't true. say, it, just, it says Jeff Beck played guitar. It doesn't say what guitar. And when we listen to old Clapton, do we think, oh, he's playing the SG, oh, he's playing the 335, right. oh, he's no, playing a Telecaster. Right. We don't think about it. When you listen to Led Zeppelin 1, you don't think Telecaster. That's why my uh, <laughs> menagerie of effects boards would never go on a stage. They would just, right. they would be, be unnecessary, anyway, right? They'd be, exactly. And it would be, and like you said, it would have to be, we would have had to already previously come up with some use for them in the studio and put right. that, and they're so important to that song that now I would have to, I would have to take them to recreate that, and and just the thought of that kind of gives me a headache. So, <laughs> really, you know, with bass especially, I would I would think um, a bass, uh, a cable, and an amp, and maybe a, you know, well, yeah, I'm, I'm old school. I like to I like that connection from the instrument to the amplifier. Plus, it's kind of like a little bit of leash, you know. Right. It's Otherwise, the, you just, you're not going to go running around the place, right? Surf. Yeah. Exactly. There goes Reggie. And that's how you do it. You just kind of nip it in the bud. Well, well, we'll have to revisit this topic uh, next time. Uh, I think there's more to be said, and I'd like to get into the topics of ambient and ambient music and electronica because you and I are working on an album right now in that genre, and we're going to be using probably a lot of effects and considering live resources as well. So. Yeah, and that's also really synth heavy too, which um, right. is another whole thing. Another effects. Another whole thing. Place. Synthesizers are. Oh my god! If I could, I would, I would marry one. Well, let's <laughs> let's talk synths next time then. Yeah. And uh, and everybody, thanks so much for joining us. If you did, and if, and if you didn't, then doesn't matter yeah, anyway. Really don't care. Doesn't matter. Thanks for nothing. Ooh. <laughs> this has been Jet and Reggie in the studio. He's Jet. And I'm ready. Oh, I did that right. See?